You're listening to Source with Stu Finer. Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Podcast number 31, which is my lucky number, the day I was born, the day PFT was born. We're on born on the same day, January 31st. Sourced with Stu Finer on iTunes and SoundCloud. Get over to iTunes, SoundCloud, rate us as high as you can. Give us some good ratings. Go out of your way, make your source look good. So we end November on an extremely high note, and I'm just going to throw the pitch out there quick. We have a cyber week. BeLikeStu.com, 25% off. Uh, we released all our Ready to Roll and our I'll Kill You Bookmaker hats. And we already had the shirts and the hoodies and the tanks and the blah, blah, blah. Uh, we released I'll Kill Your Bookmaker flag, similar to the Ready to Roll flag, same color scheme. Um, looks beautiful. You know, bar stool type color scheme. Looks beautiful. And... 25% off everything. We're coming right now with the sports advisor. Uh, we're doing like a retro sports advisor, the jacket I gave my father in 1991, which has the sports advisors written on it, you know, and then on the front top left of the jacket, uh, it says uh, the source to finer. Uh, so we're going to have, you know, sports advisor hats, shirts, hoodies, tanks, sweatshirts, so on and so forth. So we're ready to roll. Get over to BeLikeStu.com and save 25%. Bye, 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 bye. Now, let's get down to it because uh, I'm steaming about a couple of things. Uh, we're going to talk a little Mets. First of all, the Mets suck. Uh, second of all, the Mets organization sucks. And third of all, they have no balls. How they completely defraud the entire customer base, fans, newspapers, organization. They stipulate that they do not make money. I cannot believe this. It's impossible for me to believe that they suck so bad at making money because they have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on new players. New players right now, okay? They have three or maybe four pitchers. They have three very good pitches. They have two great pitches and they have arguably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. And it really amounts to a hill of beans because the Atlanta Braves made a couple of major moves already with Donaldson and with McCann. There is no way in God's name the Mets can ever beat the Braves. The Phillies are going to spend money. God forbid they land Machado. God forbid they land any of the other big free agents out there. Bryce Harper, some really solid hitting. Maybe they get another top-of-the-line pitcher. Maybe Corbin goes over to them instead of the Yankees. Mets are never beating the Phillies. And even with no Daniel Murphy and even with no Bryce Harper, i probably say the Washington Nationals are a much better team than the New York Mets. So, at best, the Mets are the fourth best team in their division. At best, the Mets are never leapfrogging any of those three teams. They have to spend money. They should land right now Machado and Harper and call it a day. 
They will never lose money. I understand it's adding roughly 60 million on your payroll for a decade, 600 million. But this is the New York Mets in the metropolitan area. They have to find a way to make money. Their stadium is gorgeous. The food is great. The fans are great. The players are good people, but they suck. The team sucks. The manager sucks. I would not have hired a bench coach to help our manager. That's embarrassing. I'd make the fucking bench coach the manager and fire the manager. I have no faith in him at all. None, zero, zip. But the bottom line is they have to spend money. But they won't, and they suck, and it sucks being a Met fan. End of the story. Now, can we go over to something I'm steaming about, Uber Eats? I mean, are you serious? At least when you were hungry or stoned or both in the middle of the night, you had very, very limited choices. You're going to 7-Eleven or you're eating what's in your house. Diners don't always are 24 hours, although I'm sure you could find one, but pretty much whatever you're going to eat in your house or you're going to 7-Eleven. And now all of a sudden they come up with Uber Eats. And it's been around for a while. It's not like I'm. this is groundbreaking or anything, but it is fucking horrific for a diet. Especially if you stay up late, which of course I stay up late, which I have to at least stay up until the West Coast games go final. And then I got to look at tomorrow's power ratings that I have to create and match up and see my power rating against the odds makers on the overnight line at least. So I have some sort of idea what I'm rolling into for the following day. I got to dot my eyes, cross my T's, put up all my promos, not going to sleep until 2 a.m. I'm just not, especially since I don't exercise in the morning uh, rigorously, religiously like I used to. So it's free wheeling and I can, have, I can exercise anytime during the day. But Uber Eats is rolling up to my house at midnight. You got Applebee's. I mean, Applebee's Uber Eats tastes better than Applebee's going to Applebee's. I mean, that is God's honest truth. I mean, McDonald's has never tasted better rolling in on Uber Eats than if you're in McDonald's and if you got off the same grill and you're sitting down and eating in a McDonald's. I don't know why Uber Eats tastes better. So you have really so many choices to eat at will. And I would like to wish the Uber Eats, the person who created that death, death, pain, forever, going to hell immediately, forever. Because you've made fat people even fatter. Thin people, great. Hey, listen, you're thin. Listen, the greatest gift God could give anyone is to be thin. And that's really the bottom line. 25% of my life I've been thin, 75% of my life I've been fat. And being thin is like cloud nine. Being thin is like the greatest thing in the world because everyone loves thin people. You know, people say, hey, don't judge a book by its cover. They're so full of shit. They hate fat people. Trust me, they hate fat people. They talk about fat people. They make fun of fat people because they're not fat. But fat people, we know how hard it is to diet. Every day it's a battle. It's a battle with your food. It's a battle with your food. It's a battle with your clothes not fitting you, how you look, how you feel. So fat is forever, but, Fat could be temporary too if you just turn around and lose the weight. I always juggle. I'm either, you know, I'm like a roller coaster. I mean, fat or thin, or juggling to be fat or juggling to be thin. But Uber Eats really, it's like next level. I mean, I would say the average American is going to be 10 pounds heavier per year 
uh, and die several years before they're prematurely, I would say, uh, because of Uber Eats. Because, I mean, you could just eat all night and it's like you just roll out to your curb and someone's there with hot, gorgeous, wrapped, perfectly wrapped rightly so it's not going to spill or be toppled over food at any hour of the night. Or at least you're rocking and rolling until 1 a.m., 2 a.m. You're rocking. You're killing. Even bars now will take Uber Eats. So you're rolling the Uber Eats. Uber guy's rolling up to the bar, picking up that bar food. You're getting that great burger. Wings. Who doesn't love wings? And these wings from Uber Eats, I mean, you figure they might be soggy because I always ask them for crispy. I get my wings medium crispy. I like them crispy. Gotta be crispy. And I like the ring more than the drumstick. Of course, who doesn't? I mean, like fucking like I'm breaking records here. But sometimes, but I'll eat the drumsticks. You know, I'll eat. I'm good for 20 wings when I'm banging them out. 20. I get 20. 20. 20. And then I'm a little disappointed how French onion soup gets delivered because it's in like a cup. And then actually the bread. They haven't figured out a way where they put the bread similar to they put it when they bring you the crock of French onion soup, where it doesn't move and it's on the top and then the cheese is like over there. So when you get it, it's like on its side. I mean, lame. And of course it does taste the same. There's no issue, but it's just, I like the presentation and it's fucking lame, but you just eat it will. And I'll tell you right now, nothing tastes as good at 1 a.m. as French fries. I don't give a fuck. French fries are... God's gift to food. It, there's nothing better than a great French fry. There really isn't. Salty, crispy, in inside potatoey, and you know, Uber Eats bangs them out, bangs them out. Three large McDonald's fries. That wasn't a good fucking uh, order, was it? No. But I love McDonald's fries. How, do you love McDonald's fries? I love McDonald's fries. I really love anyone's fries. I don't like my fries with anything on them. Now, can I eat fries with cheese and? The whole kit and caboodle, yes, but I just love my fries. My favorite fry is a steak fry. A crispy steak fry, a big one. That's my best. I love steak fries. Steak fries, I love. Uh, but any fry is really amazing. And, uh, you know, you just eat at will with these Uber Eats. It's fucking crazy. Really, uh, you know, put a gun in a guy's mouth, kill him. I'd like to go back in time and just kill him so they wouldn't invent this. Because, you know, I have children and 19-year-old, you know, college kids hanging out my house. You know, my house is like a frat house. You know, you, you know five in the morning, you roll in my house. There's people up playing video games, eating Uber Eats. 3 a.m., Uber Eats, you know. You know, there's people here all the time, every hour of the day. That's how it, we roll here. I mean, it's nuts. I wake up at 6 a.m. These kids are going leaving my house at 6 a.m. <laughs> they got there at like 10, at 10, 10 p.m. What the fuck are you doing? But um, never complaining, never complaining. All love, mad love for everybody. What the fuck? But Uber Eats, not love for him, not love for the inventor. I hope right now he, he can't come and he's useless. So that's the bottom line. Now we roll into December, uh, college basketball full-blown. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, NBA is full-blown. Who knew that the parity in the NBA would be this solid, especially in the West? How are the Clippers the best record in the West? I mean, that is absolutely unbelievable. Doc Rivers gets rid of his two best players and his son, and has the best record in the West. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. And uh, we hit NBA game in a month, uh, college basketball game in a month. 
last night. We had Syracuse uh, plus four and a half. Uh, second half, they just destroyed Ohio State. Went out right by, I think, 10. And uh, the Pelicans minus six, six and a half at home. Uh, you know, one by 21 going away for fun. So that's strong. Uh, but NBA and college basketball are rolling into December. Unbelievable. A lot of parity all the way around. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of buzz. Duke can't be beat. Of course, they can. And you can see that. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of great college basketball, as always. December always in college basketball has been is absolutely amazing. Love it. And uh, you learn a little about the teams and then they come back from the break and we'll see what they look like January, February, rolling into March. Uh, NBA is unbelievable right now. You got, you know, you got five teams in the in the East, five teams in the West. Um, although the Warriors are a lock to win it all again, um, especially with, with Boogie, even without Boogie, I mean, they're just too good until Kevin leaves, which he's leaving. I would say he's leaving right now. He's going to the Lakers. It's 100%. It's not 99, 98, 97, 96. It's 100%. He's going to the Lakers, he's going with LeBron, and they're going to win three straight. And fuck the world. I mean, literally, that's how I think. But for this year, it's going to be the Warriors, but listen, Clippers have the best record. Doc Rivers, great fucking job. Unbelievable job. Hats off to Doc Rivers. He's the ready-to-roll player of the month for the month of November. Doc Rivers coaching brilliant through 21 games. 22 games, I think they won last night. 22 games, best record in the West. Who would ever believe that? And the Raptors have the best record in the East, and the Raptors are, I mean, you know, listen, Kawhi Leonard, let me say it again, Kawhi Leonard, let me say it again, Kawhi Leonard, let me say it again, Kawhi Leonard. How about one more time, Kawhi Leonard? I mean, there's no reason Toronto can't come out of the East. There's no reason. I would say right now, I like them more than I like uh, the Celtics. Celtics might have a, a, a deeper team, a better team. I don't know. I just, I like Toronto right now. And although they fold every year in the playoffs, but they pretty much fold to LeBron, who's not there no more. So we'll see if Toronto, listen, I guess if the Celtics have home court, you know, you're going to beat the Celtics in game seven. Toronto, I mean, Kawhi could go for a triple-double, 50 points, 21 rebounds, you know, 21 assists, and, you know, five blocks, five steals, you know, and a partridge in a pear tree. He could do it. He's a one-man wrecking crew. I mean, he might be, you know, just driven to shut everybody the fuck up and say, hey, I'm Kawhi Leonard and you're fucking not. And that really could happen. But we'll see. NBA is amazing. It's amazing. College basketball is amazing rolling in December. And then obviously now we have the conference tournament games this weekend. And then we will have all the playoffs set. And then we will have the bowl games distributed. And we'll see the bowl lineup. And then we'll be ready to roll with college football. Uh, Alabama looks like they're unbeatable, but, you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Their quarterbacks are not healthy. That we know. So if Greg Williams was a college football coach, how he would work it is knock both quarterbacks out. Or knock at least their starter out, and then they, they you know, they don't really don't have anybody. Jalen Hurts ain't coming in. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody could actually beat Alabama. I really don't know. Ohio State showed you that Michigan was a fraud. Clemson is very well coached, and I guess... Is not afraid of uh, Alabama in any way, shape, or form. Georgia should have beat him last year, could have beat him last year. Obviously, you knew what happened. We had him dead at the half, and then quarterback comes in and rests his history, storybook. But bottom line is this. College football is amazing, and it's going to be amazing, and the month of December is amazing. NFL right now, Saints look like the best team in the NFL. AFC, at least I test, Chiefs look like the best team coming from the AFC. Saints, Chiefs, Super Bowl, you would have to bet those would be the odds on favorites, obviously, right now. 
And uh, the pay, I think the Chiefs get back their defensive back, the cornerback. I think he's back this week for this game. So they got back their two stars, Houston. And they're going to get healthier defensively, which is really their only weakest weakness. Offensively, they're a juggernaut. They're a machine. You know, can the Chiefs beat the Patriots? Probably. But, of course, you don't want to bet against Tom Brady so easily. Can the Steelers beat the Chiefs, beat the Patriots? Uh, they're playing good ball. I mean, not if Ben throws those type of picks, but we've seen him throw those picks in games before, and then in playoffs, he's done really well. So you don't want to bet against them, although they don't really do well against New England. But we'll see. Kansas City looks like the team. Surprise team. I mean, the Texans winning eight straight. I mean, defensively, they're very, very good. Offensively, they could score enough points to win. It's not like they're inept. So, I mean, they're very dangerous. If you can't stop that pass rush, you're going to have a real problem with them. Big time problem. Big, big, big time. So, although it looks like odds on favorite of Saints against Chiefs in the Super Bowl, where, I mean, it looks like it's Drew Brees' year. It really does. But let's see how everything rolls out. So, it's just a great time to be alive. December's fucking amazing. Hanukkah, Christmas, right, rolling into New Year's. So, you know, just enjoy life, enjoy being alive. You know, so many people have so many problems, and you never want to trade your problems with anybody else's problems because at least you know you can handle your problems. You know, God gives you only what you can handle. I believe that. And I believe you give yourself only what you can handle because, you know, that's really the bottom line. But so many people are struggling right now. So many things are going on, so many tragedies and un. You know, just things come out of the blue. Something that you'd be very unprepared for happens, and then all of a sudden your life is changed forever. So pray for the less fortunate. You know what I mean? Pray for the less fortunate because, you know, everybody's so sucked into what we don't have, what we want, what we should want. We're so insecure. Life is insecure. The world is insecure. Our government's insecure. Our states, our towns are insecure. Our relationships are insecure. You really have to just take a deep breath, have an attitude of gratitude, and say, wow, I do have a lot to be grateful for. Because at the end of the day, if you're not grateful for what you have, it doesn't matter how much you have. And that's how people become millionaires into $100 million people, into billionaires, into the most the richest people in the world. Because they're never satisfied. Now you you could still be you could still have gratitude, and never be satisfied. So I'm not saying that both can't go hand in hand. But not in my experience. In my experience with the people that are the elite people that I've met and I've been you know and I've known billionaires my whole life, um, and I've known hundred million dollar people a lot of them my whole life. Uh, but the point becomes is that. A lot of them, they they have an attitude of gratitude, but they're never satisfied. So it's never enough. If they make 10 million, they want to make 100 million. They make 100 million, they want to make 200 million. They want to make 200 million, they want to make a billion. So point I'm making is that be grateful for what you have and you're the owner of your own kingdom. So you really set the bar for what you want to do in your life and what you're going to push yourself for, but you have to be grateful you're alive. You have to be grateful that you could fuck, suck, eat ass, lick, clit, that you have to be grateful that you can 
for a reasonable price, go anywhere in the world, for a reasonable price, eat anywhere in the world, for a reasonable price, do anything. Any concert, any show. Now, certain things you might be, uh, you might be outpriced out, off, fine. But for 99% of the stuff, you know, you wait until the last minute. I mean, the way to actually, you know, purchase any ticket in the world right now is to actually wait until the last minute and buy it off of StubHub the last second. Like literally, like you're walking into the event, you buy it on your phone, the transaction goes through, and then they send you a barcode and you walk right in wherever you're going to go. And you save the most money and you get the best seat in the house for the cheapest price. You could save as much as 50%. 50%. You could save as much as 75%. 75%. Off what it is in advance, a month, two months, three months in advance. Nothing's ever sold out as far as no tickets to be bought. Because always on the secondary market, there are a ton of tickets to be bought. Literal ton. And bottom line is you go to StubHub and you go day of the event and then you just look the whole day. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. And if you haven't found something you love, then you buy at six o'clock, an hour before the event. You save 50% of the money, 75% of the money. People are stuck with the tickets and they have to sell. The box office price is prohibitive for them to just eat the ticket. Years ago, when I was selling tickets and BO was $10 in the 70s, late 70s, and then $15 in the 80s and $20, then 30, then 50. Now it's like 500. Now it's like 250. Now it's like 375. So even if it's 150, they don't wanna just eat all their money. So you're in a very, very, very good spot to buy late. So you gotta be grateful. There's nothing you really can't do. And you really, there's so many jobs out there, so much money flowing, economy's great. No matter how you slice it, a lot of problems going on in the world, but the economy is great. There's jobs everywhere. If you want to work, you can work. You can have two, three jobs. You can work for Uber Eats. Fuck you. You really could. I think my son worked, my 19-year-old worked for some sort of thing, Uber Eats. Might not have been exactly Uber Eats or for another company that did it. Uh, this company, this this place made the food and they, they delivered it to you. So he worked for them from like 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. When he didn't have school. And the place only opened in the summer. And he was making good money, like 100, 150 bucks. People tip good, you know, they're stoned, they're happy. You're giving them food, you know, and you're grateful. I mean, somebody's rolling up to your house at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. with fucking food. You know, you're going to tip the person. You're going to give them a good tip. You're so happy. You know what I mean? You're getting real hot food, clean food, good food, ready to roll. Fuck you. Fucking Uber Eats. Fucking killing me. I got to lose weight. I want to be thin. I'm supposed to be between 146 and 164. I'm like 197, but I ate today and probably 200, 201 already. I don't have to eat a lot to go up from 197 to 201. Eat and squeak clean 197, but it bloats right up to 201 immediately. <sighs> really does. It's so fucking hard. People who are thin fucking die in a fire, as PFT would say, die in a fucking fire. People who are heavy, I got your back. I validate your struggle. Fucking sucks. 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 And then how about being only five foot four and three quarters? Could you imagine how hard that is? 
Five foot four and three quarters. Rough situation. I've been as low as 139, you know, in my adult years, and I've been as high as 262 and a half. And I have a ton of videos on YouTube of me weighing myself and showing the weight of 262 in heaven. I am enormous. I am a fucking blob of blob. I mean, if you get over to my YouTube channel, I have like 3,000 videos on YouTube. I have some of the funniest stuff you ever saw ever. I am so funny. From, you know, going way back, 2003, four, five, six, seven, I am cry funny. Drop dead funny. You know, the 90s stuff is really only for me doing my sports advisor show and my show Early Action. And then I hosted some football forecast shows uh, in the year, you know, and also. Um, but <laughs> I have some funny, I am so funny fat. I mean, it's, you know, probably not, in a, not, probably not appropriate, you know, and God only knows what I actually you know, if I siphon through the 2000s, say all those videos, but I'm cry funny. I'm not just funny. I'm cry funny and I'm fat as a pig. I'm like giant fat person. It's crazy. I'm not ugly because I'm not ugly. I got a good looking face. I got great complexion. I got bedroom blue eyes. I have gorgeous hair. Nose is big. I can't argue with you with that. Yeah, the nose is big. It's a beak. Yes, my nose is big. Yes. But besides that, I might be perfect. You know, my facial. You know, it's like an egghead. Uh, but even obese, it looks good. I just look like a happy fat guy. But I want to be a happy thin person. I'm normally thin. I step on the scale, I'm thin, and then I start eating. Rolling over to Puccinella's right now. Probably going to smoke a... I'm going to take like... I'm going to fill the bong three or four times, bang it out. I think we have something called Blue Dream. You know, there's names for everything now, but this is really high quality. And uh, feeling no pain. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Moses, Allah. Life is, uh, it's not good. It's not great. It's amazing. I mean, Frank Sinatra has nothing on me. Dave Portnoy has nothing on me. Jesus Christ has nothing on me. Donald Trump has nothing on me. Uh, I have it all. I'm very humble, very grateful, very blessed, but I do. Because I have a great business. I have great social media presence. I have people that love me. I so love my fans. I adore my fans. I'm so happy people like what I do. I have my childhood sweetheart as my wife since 1978. I am a very good husband. I'm a very good father. I have four boys that I adore. I try to do the best I can for these boys since they were born, since they went to school, including nursery school. I made their lunch, all four made their lunch, packed it up, my wife too, but I did it. I made sure I made their lunch. I drove them to school, wouldn't let them take the bus. <laughs> you know, spoiled the living shit out of them, but they know that I love them. You know, am I perfect? Of course not, no one is. But I have a great family and a great business and I have fun and I'm drop dead gorgeous. I'm unbelievably sexy. So get over to BeLikeStu.com right now. Cyber Week, 25% off. We have at least 10 to 15 brand new winter items. Make sure you rate how you like my podcast 
Source with Stu Finer on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rated highly. Let's go. Get out the word. Get over to StuFinder.com. Buy any picks you want from me. We got bowl games. We got college and pro basketball, college and pro football, and we're ready to roll. And I love you very much. So big hug and kisses. See you in a seven days or less. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Get over to be. Come on, get over to be like stew.com. I want you to get the promises made, promises delivered. I want you to get the. I'll kill you, bookmaker hats. I'll kill you, bookmaker new flag. Ready to roll hats. I want you to get the sports advisor. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bye, 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 bye. I love you.